Welcome to the JoyCast, Episode 12, Emotional Flexibility. The JoyCast is a weekly life coaching podcast exploring the possibilities and obstacles of a more joy-filled life. I am your host, certified professional life coach and public speaker, Gia Gidry. Well, hello, sunshine. So yes, we're talking about emotional flexibility today and emotional rigidity. So what is emotional flexibility? Well, it's the ability to manage your emotions when things don't go as planned. This ability will form early in childhood and it's modeled to you by the grown-ups in your life. I have a memory of my own mother telling me that her mother was very, very afraid of bad weather. And this made my mother afraid of storms when she was young. And she told me that she didn't want to teach me to be afraid of storms, even though she was kind of afraid of them still. So a lot of light bulbs went off for me, and I remember being pretty young, four or five years old, when she was teaching me these things. One of the light bulbs that went off was, I don't have to be afraid of storms. That's not a necessary thing. And I also noticed that maybe my mom will think things or feel certain ways and I don't have to adopt that. Just like she noticed her own mother had certain ways of thinking and she didn't have to adopt it, but it did affect her and she didn't want to pass that on to her own child. So I'm really, really grateful for my mother's awareness here and for her being able to articulate to me, I was really scared of storms when I was a child and I don't want to put that in you. And this, by the way, is called cycle breaking when you don't perpetuate a pattern in your own children. So, you know, I could tell that my grandmother was more fearful in every way than my own mother. And I didn't want to be that way. I didn't want to be as fearful as my grandmother. And I even wanted to not be as fearful as my own mother. She, she, my grandmother was more rigid, right, than my mom. And at the time, I had zero emotional rigidity. I mean, I think as young children, we often don't have very much emotional rigidity. But I would grow into having lots of emotional rigidity around a lot of different areas in life, as most humans do. One of the things, I'll give you a small example of how rigid I became, was um, something I like to call pillow drama. I started to become so specific about the kind of pillow that I had to have to sleep on that I believed I couldn't sleep at all if I didn't have my own pillow. And I was on a hunt for years for the perfect pillow. I would find one, it would work for me for a while, and then something, you know, was a little off, I'd start searching again. And I remember at one point telling myself, like, this has been a seven-year journey to find the perfect pillow and you still haven't figured it out, right? Well, let me tell you, um, I still love my pillow. I do still travel with it as much as possible, but... I am allowing myself to explore the possibility of being less comfortable when I travel and not being so specific. I'll, I'll go into it a little more, but here's the thing. Last weekend, I slept in a tent for the first time in my life. 
And people are blown away when I tell them, that was my first time sleeping in a tent. But yes, it was my first time sleeping in a tent. I have actually been afraid to sleep in a tent my whole life. Um, I had a lot of anxieties around even sleeping comfortably in other beds than my own. And I don't really remember when this started, but if I wasn't comfortable or couldn't sleep well, I would feel like that just ruined the whole trip or it sabotaged the next day. And at some point I started having, you know, this pillow drama or a lot of anxiety about travel in general. So um, I've had this difficult time sleeping well in just any bed since I don't know when, maybe college, maybe early married years, I don't know. But let me tell you what, my bed is so good, I kind of hope I die in that bed. It's like the perfect soft, cool sheets, the perfect weighted quilt, and of course, my Tempur-Pedic cloud pillow. So every night of my life, the temperature drops to 73 degrees in my house, and I snuggle in for like a dreamy eight hours of sleep. And the problem with this level of comfort and perfection is it makes it really, really hard for me to adjust and be adaptable when I have to sleep somewhere else. So I've developed a lot of rigidity around this, and then my anxiety starts talking to me long before I go on a vacation. And when I talk to people who just sleep no matter where they are, I'm like, what is that like? You, you're just going to sleep on these hotel pillows and you're just gonna sleep under that hotel comforter and not be worried about if it's too hot or whatever you know I just bake under these comforters at the hotels now and I also really love to travel and I really do want to be able to sleep on an airplane or in a hotel in France with a hard mattress and no AC I want to be able to sleep in a tent on occasion. And the tricky thing is that I believed for so long that it's impossible that I've set myself up with this rigidity, right? This inflexibility. And so how do we overcome that? Well, we start to introduce and invite other ways of thinking about it. It's not possible for me to get myself to being comfortable in a tent when every single night of my life, I just love sleeping in my own bed. So I have to bridge it with some thoughts that will help me to feel comfortable in a tent. I love this thought, everything is always working out for me. I tell everybody about it. Everything is always working out for me. And so this trip was with my adult children. We were going to a music festival um, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, at Ghost Ranch, which is where Georgia O'Keeffe lived. It was a beautiful, beautiful setting. And my adult kids were working really, really hard to find solutions so that I would be comfortable for this three-day tent camping experience. And um, I noticed how my rigidity was causing some anxiety in my kids. They were looking into buying camp mattresses for me there in New Mexico or borrowing gear. Uh, my daughter went and measured her friend's aunt's twin mattress to see if that would fit in the tent. 
Um, it was all very sweet, but also I felt kind of bad that they were working so hard to help me with my inflexibility. And uh, I told them, you know, I said, look, if I'm uncomfortable, I'll just drive the hour back to my daughter's apartment. But what I didn't know is that we were car camping in a field with hundreds of other campers, and you can't just drive out of there in the middle of the night. So we figured it out with two sleep mats, and I brought my own mattress pad. And honestly, I really couldn't have been more cozy and comfortable. I did have my own pillow. But I wasn't prepared for the noise that I would experience on the campground. I wasn't prepared for the wind whipping the tent, and people who camp know that this is going to happen, but... I didn't know. And of course, there was a lot of rain. So the rain was pitter pattering on top of the tent through the night. And that was loud. And so what was the next thought that I could tell myself as I was laying there not sleeping for three hours? I tried the thought I can figure this out. Because I noticed my thoughts spiraling into, oh no, this is a disaster. I'm not going to sleep. But then I just ask myself, what would I rather be thinking? I'd rather be thinking I can figure this out. So I have noise-canceling AirPods, and those things are magical, by the way. Um, So when I was sleeping on my side, I could put one AirPod in the ear that was up and hit the noise-cancel button, and that worked. So I was able to block out almost all the sound, even though the wind was really whipping the tent. And um, I could feel my body getting into that really wired state of insomnia that sometimes can keep you up through the whole night. So I noticed that I was thinking, I can't sleep, I'm not sleeping, I can't sleep. That was the dominant thought. And so what does that cause? What does that dominant thought cause? It's causes more not being able to sleep. So I was having stress, a little panic. I'm sure cortisol is releasing through my body. And I kept thinking, I can't sleep. That's making it impossible for me to sleep. So I reminded myself, you know, you're a life coach. You can coach yourself. And I took a few deep breaths, decided on a new thought. And you know what I came up with? I mean, it's so simple, but I just said, I can I didn't even say, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. It was, I can. And I just was repeating this in my head over and over as I was breathing in and out. I can, I can. So the rest of the night, it wasn't perfect, but I did sleep. I woke up a few more times and I felt like I was able to keep myself from getting all the way to that anxious state about not getting enough sleep. I was able to say, it's okay, you'll be okay. You know, I'm going to be able to manage tomorrow. I won't be, I won't be um, exhausted or I won't, don't worry about not getting enough rest. I can tell myself, you're getting as much rest as you need. You're okay, right? That's self-soothing. So anytime you're experiencing repetitive, anxious thoughts, that's this rigidity coming in. And you want to look for flexibility in your thinking. What would I rather be thinking? I'd rather be thinking, it's going to be all right. I'm getting all the rest I need. I'll be fine tomorrow. I'm sure I'm going to sleep even better tomorrow night because I'll be more used to this sleeping arrangement and I'm going to be more tired. 
So think of how your repetitive thoughts have the ability to gain momentum. It's sort of like if there's if you have a giant snowball up at the top of a mountain, if you push it and it gets rolling, that thing can cause a whole avalanche. And if you try to chase it down or get in front of it halfway down the mountain, it would be impossible to stop it because it's gained so much power and strength. But when you're way up there at the top of the mountain, if you push that snowball and you step right around in front of it, it hasn't gained enough momentum for you to not be able to gain control over it. You could stop that ball rolling before it gains momentum. So being rigid is all about having a past-focused thinking. I've had these experiences in the past, and so I know it's going to happen again. Your brain is predicting difficulty as a way of protecting you. But the more negative experiences you stack up, the more anxiety you feel. Being flexible is an option. However, this requires future-focused thinking, right? Anytime we get focused on the future, we are focusing on what's possible and anything is possible in the future. Sleeping great in a tent is possible for me. Sleeping great without my beloved pillow is possible. And of course, this extends to every area of life, not just my little experience of insomnia. So what is possible if you begin to loosen the grip of rigidity? What kind of conversations would you have with people? What kind of food would you be willing to taste? What kind of experiences would you be open to? What kind of people would you want to engage with? And what kind of places would you visit? What sort of creativity could you explore? An old version of me would have been so stressed out about this camping experiences, about the bathrooms, about my coffee creamer, about what we were going to eat and is the altitude going to be too much. And I used to be so riddled with so much fear that I was really just eager to get the thing over with. And how is that any way to live? Let me just go on this trip so that I can get it over with? Being flexible, bringing flexibility on vacation with you is like packing your we'll see what happens attitude. It allows for the possibility of sleeping well, finding the hidden good bathrooms, sharing coffee creamer from the neighbor's campsite, hiking with no struggle at all, and seeing the most amazing sights, having no altitude sickness, literally having no problems at all. That was possible. But the best part really, that I didn't predict was how wonderful it would be to be with my adult kids who both live far away from me in those mountains. Just all of us talking together, exploring nature, sharing meals, eating apples right off a tree, and listening to the best live music. Honestly, it was this band, Head in the Heart. Oh my gosh, the concert was incredible. And it was a full moon that night, and there were millions of stars. I love learning what it really means to be present, to be available, 
to come to life without bringing the whole past with me. Each new experience gets to be its own when I bring a flexible mind. So where are you able to explore flexibility? Where are you able to allow some flexibility in, in your relationships, in your own travel, in your work, in your creativity? Do you have these kinds of areas where you find yourself being inflexible, being rigid? What are you able to release? What are you able to let go of? I invite you to give it a try. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next time here on the Joycast. Love you, sunshine. If you would like to work with me one-on-one, this is the fastest way to reconnect with the great joy available to you in your own life. We will dive deep into exactly what you want most to focus on so you can understand your own brain, how it works, and what specifically you can do to create the joyful life of your dreams. Let's go, sunshine. Let's build up that self-confidence so that you will know for sure for the rest of your life that you can do anything. 